0: Today, this evening, Lord willing, you can be on a Zoom call with myself and my wife at 7 p.m. Central. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe in the gospel. That is the only way unto salvation. Today, I want to talk about states and acting like men. There is an immigration video series in the link of this episode's description. It covers part one, part two, part three, part four. It speaks about the fundamental law and immigration. Illegal immigration is one of my key issues because it's literally changing the nation for the worse. Supplanting American worker, changing our culture, bringing people who don't think like us after the fact that our public education system has trained us to not think like us. A lot of travesty and bad things are going on and we don't need people who aren't from here to make it worse. If you stopped killing babies in the womb, you would not need to have, to have a population increase in order to uh, bolster your economy that's making people dependent on the government. I want to play something very quickly. It is the... It is a video out of Massachusetts where the government in Massachusetts is advocating for people in Massachusetts, if they have an extra room or extra space, to open up their homes so they can take care of illegals. Watch this. If you vote Democrat, you be- Hold on, let me, uh, let me make this bigger. Let me do this. Producer of one. That's why it's good to support what I do. Links in the description, but here we go. Um, and let's go. If you vote Democrat, you better listen to this. If you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Did you hear that? I know you guys are always the one bragging about how you're the more college-educated side. I know some of you have extra rooms, suites. Come on, you gotta let those immigrants stay with you. You're the ones that voted for this. But you won't do it because we all know that you guys are some of the most selfish people and you vote Democrat so you can feel better about yourself. Yeah, I gen- obviously, I generally agree. I'm a political conservative. Uh, I tend not to give into the frame of the left, the right, the Democrats, Republicans. I think most of them are in on it. I want righteous government. If you come here lawfully, you come here lawfully. If you come here unlawfully, get out. But notice that the government in Massachusetts is saying that Safe housing and shelter are our biggest concern. Now, if you've watched the immigration series, and again, that immigration series is in the links to the description below, the immigration series understands and it puts out the idea that illegals coming into this nation are being construed and, and constructed as something that is beneficial to America. And because illegals coming into America is being communicated as though it's beneficial to America, that is the public welfare. And the reason why that's so important is because the purpose of government is to protect your rights and to guarantee the public welfare. Now, this doesn't mean welfare like welfare checks. That's a magical word manipulation to convince people that what is the public welfare is their welfare checks. So that is exploiting the semantic range of the word welfare, which is possible because Americans get poorly educated. But what's happening here is that the public welfare, which is the purpose of government, to make sure that the people of the nation are taken care of, is being manipulated by virtue signaling, emotional manipulation, and quite frankly, gullible, bleeding heart Christians. Who because they don't know the gospel, they don't read their Bible, they're told you have to take in all of these immigrants because that's what Jesus would do. And because these people don't read their Bibles, they probably don't go to church. They're not in fellowship with the local body. They're not under spiritual discipline. They're a modern, Americanized, Christian, hip-hop, smoke, fog machine, rock band, no Bible verse, maybe one with a lot of stories, no blood-stained cross, no dying to self, none of that, no preaching on sin or hellfire, because that's what most American Christians think like, They're going to hear this and be like, well, I guess Jesus would have us do it. We have to be loving. And this exploitation has pounced on our values. It's flanked our thinking. And it's mesmerized us with cancerous uh, thought process. But this is why they have to say it's for the public welfare for us to have safety, a good shelter, and, and, and safe homes. What about the people who live here? The people who live here are the ones that need the shelter and the good homes. How about the American homeless, the American veteran that's been kicked to the curb? See, the purpose of government is to take care of its people. If you're not from here, you're not the government's people. You're not the people that create the government. So you have local governments here in Massachusetts calling out to people saying, "Uh, if you've got extra room, take in these immigrants. We don't know who they are. We don't know if they come from rape first countries. We don't know if they come from sexually repressed countries or if they were a terrorist because they're chucking their IDs everywhere. And we don't really care who they are, just bringing them all in. Go ahead and open up your home. Do you see how this exploits the goodness of America? Do you see how this exploits the, the morality that has undergirded this nation that, quite frankly, is only ever espoused or invoked whenever it undermines the nation? These people don't speak to biblical vo- values or morals when it comes to educating our children or holding a biblical sexual ethic or speaking to um, you know debaucherous or corrupt politicians or their children who are on crack. See, the the moral standards from the Bible are never applied to the leaders uh, in, in the nation. And this is why it's stupid. I want to go to Proverbs chapter, what day is it? 12, verse 3. Proverbs 12, verse 3. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. If you are righteous, you're rooted in something that's pure and good and won't waste. If you read Psalm chapter 1, it says, Do not uh, sit in the seat of the scorner. Don't walk in the way of the wicked. Do not move towards lawlessness. Instead, stay with Jesus. Stay with God. Read his Bible and you will be planted as though a tree by living waters. Always bearing fruit. So you want to be rooted in something that's good. You You don't want to be established by wickedness. You don't want to, to establish your ways and, and, and gain by doing un, unrighteousness and lawless, lawlessness. With this, I'd like to direct your attention to PatriotSwitch.com. PatriotSwitch.com. It's the best way you can support the ministry the work that I do here. Take the money you're already shopping. Switch it over to American Manufacturing. It's a private organization. You get household products delivered right to your door. It's a shopper's club. Cancel any time, no fees, no hassles, Uh, you don't have to jump through any hoops. If it's not for you, God bless you, thank you for at least trying, but if you're looking at the globalists that are funneling this stuff, funneling mass migration through corporations and people poorly educated and the sexual stuff shoved down kids' throats, might as well use your dollars to benefit a company that's never been part of that. And because it's organized and has been organized for 38 years, there's no way to purchase a seat at the corporate table. So that means it's insulated. It's It's got a buffer zone between all this godlessness uh, or all the, the anti-American policy destructions going on. That's at PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Join. It'll be a blessing. Amen. I want to go to um, illegal aliens, safe housing and shelter. We spoke about that. You understand that when a government official, just by positioning illegal immigration as something that's publicly good, and they make that overture to say we need public housing and safe housing and open up your spare bedrooms, do you understand that she's that that official was doing that with the presumption of law? It doesn't mean she was doing what was lawful. It means she's presuming what she's doing is lawful. And until she is corrected in the law, until someone tells her what she's doing wrong, until someone shows what the Constitution says and shoves it in her face, she's going to presume that that's what she can do. This is why we learn the fundamental law. And by the fundamental law, I mean the state constitutions. The maxims of law. Someone asked me, I'm looking for a definition of fundamental law. Fundamental law is your state constitutions. The constitution in America is the law. Statutes that come after are not the law. The constitution is the law. Statutes that are in pursuance of the constitution might be lawful, but they are not the law. And that's because legislatures do not write law of the land. Law of the land is the common law. Because you have your rights from Jesus, no legislature can legislate what you have to do with what Jesus gave you. So one of the many reasons we read the Bible and we follow Christ, not just for eternal salvation, which is the most important, But whenever you apply the biblical wisdom that Christ wants you to, to the world, you get biblical government. That means that people can't tell you what to do as long as you're not hurting other people. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You establish every fact by two or three witnesses. These biblical values, these biblical principles are the fundamental law in America. And if you're too stupid and you've never been taught it or most likely because you hate Jesus and you don't want Jesus to get glory, you're going to argue against it. Well, the founders were deists. Or well, it doesn't say that. Listen, if the Bi- if the Bible doesn't talk about flying in a jet, does that mean that you can't fly in a jet? Or does it mean that there are principles that reflect the heart, that if your heart is out of what the Bible says, you shouldn't do things? See, this is where if you, if you have a state constitution, put it this way. If you're a really rich person and I am a, a trustee, you create a trust and you put a bunch of property and money in it. And then you hire me to go out and get cash-flowing properties. Jaren, use this money to go buy rental properties to bring them in the trust so that they can generate revenue for the benefit of your grandkids. Okay? Jaron's job would then to go be out, go get those homes, go get those rental properties, bring them in and make money. And the better that I do that, the more money that I make. This is what the really rich people do. The trustees of trusts can only do what the grantors tell them they can do in the trust indenture, which is the written document. The point I'm trying to get here is that the lady uh, who says we need public and safe housing, she's not going off of what the trust indenture says. She is using power she's been given wrongly. So if I go back to our trust scenario, if I go out and I get properties and it starts making a lot of money, and then you come back the next month and I'm driving a Ferrari. You look at me and you say, Jaren, that's a great car. Where did you get it? Oh, well, I used the money from the rental properties. I, I sold stuff in order to buy this car so that I could drive it to and from work to do business for you. Now, if your trust indenture, if the trust, uh, the, if the trust document doesn't say I can't do it, That doesn't mean I can do it because it's an express trust. It's written. What's written is the law. The Constitution is the law. If the Constitution doesn't say Jaron can go get Ferraris, then Jaron can't use the money to go get Ferraris. Likewise, if the Constitution doesn't say government can allow illegal aliens into the nation, they can't look the other way and make it into a commercial enterprise, which is what they've done. We have to understand what the fundamental law is. We have to get back down to the basics. What I want to do is I want to shift gears and I want to point out the fact that it's the fear of the law that these people are doing what they're doing. And it's because people don't know what the law is, because people don't bring what the Constitution says to them, they run roughshod right over you. If you bring them the law, they will have the fear of the law in their hearts because they will know that they're accountable. Now this is where people won't understand this from a head perspective. You can write a piece of paper. I had a conversation with the guy yesterday. I can write a piece of paper that says the law and send it to a judge and a lot of other people. And when that judge gets the notice and that judge goes, holy crap, get, let the kid out. Let that kid go, let that person go. The law struck the fear in that judge. This is why this is a God issue. God holds people's hearts in his hands. He directs the heart of kings like a river. So whenever you bring the law to somebody, it is up to God, this is why he gets the glory, it is up to God if that law has an effect on the heart. Now while you are doing that, you're also telling everybody else what the law is. So if everybody has an understanding of what the law says, everyone knows the guy getting the Ferraris can't do it and they can see where the law prohibits them from doing that. The reason why you give a broad diffusion of knowledge is so that you don't just tell the person you're trying to correct, you tell his lateral and you tell the vertical. You tell everyone above and to the side so that way that person who's doing wrong doesn't know what. All these other people are going to do because if that judge in this case you're trying to get a kid out of CPS because it's child trafficking if this judge sees that the Supreme Court justice got it or a federal legislator got it or the sheriff got it or these other people got it and the notice includes the fact that he's getting paid outside of his public salary that judge is going to be feeling some heat Now, depending on their level of corruption, they may try to bury it. They may collude and say, holy crap, these people know. But this is why you tell everybody, because the more people who know what the law is, guess what? The more probability, the greater the opportunity for the law to be brought against them. And this is what Americans have not been taught, because we've been reduced down to force. This is why when all of your podcasters are looking at the things going on in the world, they're like, well, we got to force them to do this. I spoke to a guy yesterday on the phone for probably about an hour and like 40 times he asked me, okay, but Jaren, how do you enforce this? I said, sir, do you just want to go shoot him in the face? Do you just want to go slot the dude and say, there, boom, there's your force. The law is for remedy. The law is not for force. In fact, there's a maxim that says, law is silent amidst arms. Which means if you're going to use force, you're not using law anymore. You've, You've done away with the law and now you are just using force. But now you're in a state of war. But because civil society is voluntarily entered into so that we can preserve what God gave us, We preserve what God gave us with the written instrument that we've already said, this is the law. And when we know that, we go to anyone in government and say, this is what you swore to. You're accountable to this. This is what we haven't been told. This is what we don't do. This is what requires the courage in the current operating environment to do. And we don't do it. Because we don't do it, you've got Massachusetts state officials saying, uh, if you've got an extra room, we're going to need it for all these illegals. You see how the paradigm is completely inverted because people don't take the time to learn what the law says. Now, in this uh, immigration series that I did, uh, uh, last week I think, in this immigration series that I did, I literally told you That the state has the power, has the sovereignty and the dominion over its physical territory. As soon as you cross an international border and now you're in the physical space of a state, that state is the power of that state. It's the sovereign power of that state. This is where I want to shift gears and if I can get into our... our, Our story of the day, first I want to do go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. If you are looking for delicious air-roasted coffee delivered right to your door, this is a benefit. The private membership association that's oriented on delivering Bibles throughout the United States will send you directly to your door delicious air-roasted, not drum-roasted, no organ, uh, no uh, additives, no chemicals, no nothing, right to your door. Go to humblewb.coffee. Join the effort and the benefit of coffee delivered right to your door, humblewb.coffee. What I want to do today, right now, is I want to go to this. Let me first do this. Alright, here we go. This is, why I didn't want to do that one. I want to do this one. Is this one? Texas, there we go. Wait, this is from, yeah. Texas judge or Texas blocks federal border agents from processing migrants in Eagle Pass Public Park. First of all, recognize a couple different things. You've got Texas is is the state blocks federal border agents. Now, this is an action. The Texas National Guard is doing this. Remember, law is silent amidst arms. So the, the Texas, the state of Texas is using this National Guard to block federal border agents. But then look, from processing migrants in Eagle Public Park, they're not migrants, they're aliens. And if it's in a public park, what is the, is, is the benefit of a public park for aliens? Or is the benefit of the public park for uh, people that are in America? So what I want to do here is I want to jihad this real fast. So we do this and says, Texas state officials this week, this is last night, abruptly blocked federal US border agents. Now let's write this, U.S. Uh, federal US border agents. That's the first thing we're going to do, US border agents. How do I want to do this? We're not going to do an explain sketch. Maybe. We'll see. Sometimes I just do it. We'll do Texas. So we'll do U.S. Border Patrol. U.S. Border Patrol is our first thing we're going to write. So, U.S. Border Patrol. U.S. Border Patrol. Okay? That's the first thing we're... Oh, shoot. Let me uh, do this. All right, from entering and patrolling a public area in the border town of Eagle Pass, this is in Texas, where they, who's the they? The they is border patrol, where they typically first encounter migrants, these are aliens, foreigners, who cross the Rio Grande Valley illegally, illegally. They're not coming here lawfully, they're coming here illegally. After seizing control of, get get out of here. After seizing control of Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, Texas National Guard units deployed by Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Okay, so you now they say Republican so they can make it partisan, but here you have the governor who is the supreme executive authority in the state. And to this, let's go to the Texas Constitution. Here's your Texas Constitution. You go to Ballotpedia, State Constitutions. There's your Texas Constitution. So if you go to your Texas Constitution, you can come down to power of government, Now let's just go to power of government. Come on now. Powers of government, all right? So here's the powers of government. The powers of the government of the state of Texas shall be divided into three distinct departments. This is your frame. Your frame is gonna talk about the legislature, the executive, and the judicial. And this is what it's going to be talking about, right? Uh, But it's um, executive to another, uh, excuse me, those which are executive to another, And those which are judicial to another and no person or collection of persons being one of these departments shall exercise any power properly attached to either of the others, except in the instances herein expressly permitted. Do you understand what that means? That means expressly is written, written. So if the Constitution says the legislature can use this judicial power in the Constitution, then it can. If it doesn't say it in the Constitution, then it can't. That's what express means, written. So there are the powers. There are There is the division of powers. Let's go to the executive department. We're just going to look at this. Here's the executive department. What we want to look at is we want to look at the powers. We want to look at peace. We want to look at um, the ability to hold um, public peace, holding officers, commander-in-chief, He shall be commander-in-chief of the military forces of the state. That's the Texas National Guard. Except, which means what they're about to say is the only time the governor is not commander of the Texas National Guard. Except when they are called into actual service of the United States. Now, how is the Texas National Guard called into actual service of the United States? That would be for the declaration of war he shall have power. Who's the he? The governor shall have power. So the governor has this power to call forth the militia to execute the laws of the state, to execute the laws of the state, to suppress insurrections and repel invasions. So just to execute the laws of the state, what does this article say that this guy did it for? He did it what? Um, seizing control, Texas National Guard have prevented Border Patrol agents from entering the area. Now, just because they are preventing Border Patrol agents from entering the area does not make it a conflict with uh, executing the laws of the state. This is where they do the word magic. Where? Why, uh, what is it? Border Patrol has used the park in recent weeks to hold migrants. So these are aliens unlawfully, right? What was it? They've entered unlawfully, they're aliens, so they do not receive benefit of the government because they're not supposed to be here. In an outdoor staging area before they're transported for further processing, including last month when illegal crossings soared to record level, right? So um, they're, they're... This article obviously is a pro-alien article because it frames it. They are denying entry to Border Patrol agents to conduct our duties. But we'll say this. Conduct our duties. We want to now say what's the duty. Duty speaks to purpose, right? If you have a duty, there's a purpose. It's nested with whatever authority gave you. um, So the duty... So they're blocking their duty. So you got U.S. Border Patrol blocking the duty, and now we want to know the purpose. We want to know the purpose. This is where we're going. This is where we're going today. Um, and then, uh, so the Justice Department described an extra extraordinary standoff, which means it's outside of the ordinary. It's not an ordinary situation. Citing testimony from local officials, I wonder if this is under penalty of perjury. Uh, Texas is using armed guardsmen. Armed guardsmen. Law is admits uh, Law silent amidst arms. Right. So um, what Texas is doing is going to what was it? SB four. Texas. Um, so now you've got back and forth. What I want to do is I want to I want to investigate. Maybe it was this other article. This is this is the one. Judge denies, can you see that? Let's make it a little bit bigger. Judge denies uh, Texas request to stop feds from cutting border, border razor wire. So this so the judge, this is November 30 uh, 2023. This judge is this person right here. This is Judge Aliyah Moses. This federal judge, Aliyah Moses, who barred the Biden administration from cutting or removing wire from the Texas border. Comment if you support her below, which I think is dumb. Why don't we just learn the law and understand why she was saying what she was saying, uh, which is what Lord Willen will do right now. So if if this lady is doing this, I want to know why she's doing this. She's saying what? So in November, what did she say? She ruled in the government's favor, but chided the Biden administration for not allowing migrants, aliens to use international bridges to claim asylum, international bridges to claim asylum, right? So the illegals aren't claiming asylum. They're just coming in in massive hordes. But herein lies the opportunity for us to know what's really going on. So this judge, this is back in November, a federal judge denied Texas attorney General Ken Paxton uh, his request to stop Border Patrol. Now what I already don't like about this is that it's the state of Texas and it's a federal judge telling them something. This should tell you that this is in federal jurisdiction instead of state jurisdiction. Do you see, and this is why there's the immigration series below, do you see how Texas by filing suit in the federal jurisdiction is granting the presumption that it is federal jurisdiction? By granting the presumption that it's federal jurisdiction, it's admitting, it's acknowledging the federal control of the Texas border. Does that make sense? Oh, say, um, so she's saying, or so uh, Paxton requested to stop border agents from cutting concertina wire the state has laid out on the banks of the Rio Grande to stop aliens from crossing the border illegally. So you've got the state laying down concertina wire, which is those uh, stranded barbed wire, uh, and the federal government is cutting it down. So what the state has done to defend its state sovereign land, the U.S. border agents are cutting it to uh, put the state border land or the state land at risk. What I want to get to is I want to show you how I went about doing this. I wanted to know because the border patrol is what's being blocked, let's go to Texas National Guard. No, no, no. Let's go to um, uh, border patrol, border patrol. So what we want to do now is we want to see border patrol. Let's do uh, uh, origins, border patrol origins. The Border Patrol was officially established on May 28, 1924, by an act of Congress passed in response to increasing illegal immigration. Okay, As mandated by this act, this, you notice that these is, this is an act. This is not the Constitution. This is an act of the legislature. The small border guard in what was then the Bureau of Immigration was reorganized into the Border Patrol. So the Border Patrol came from the Bureau of Immigration. So now we need to know about the Bureau of Immigration. Bureau of Immigration, origin. Federal oversight, look at this. Federal oversight of immigration began in 1891. Oh shoot, that's too small for you guys. Federal oversight of immigration uh, began in 1891 when Congress created... Congress legislature not Constitution when Congress created the first Office of Immigration in the Treasury Department why question why is the Office of Immigration in the Treasury Department do you see that why is the Office of Immigration in the Treasury Department do you know why that is. They're treating immigration as commerce. This is, this, this is the game that they play. This is the hoax. So federal oversight of immigration began in 1891. When did America start? 1776. So if I look up, what is that math? Where's my calculator? Calculator. If I look up calculator, 1891 minus 1776... America was 115 years old. America was 115 years old before before federal oversight of immigration happened. Before federal oversight of immigration started in 1891, you had 115 years. If it's not federal oversight, who's overseeing immigration? The states. But what did the federal, what did the Congress, not the Constitution, what did the Congress do 115 years after America started? They created an office inside the Treasury Department. So now we need to look up the original statute, which I had already done, which is right here. No, it's not right there, it is right here. This is the original statute. This is March 3, 1891. March 3, 1891, look at this. This is March 3, 1891. An act in amendment to the various acts rel- relative to immigration and the importation of aliens under contract or agreement to perform labor. It's commerce. It's commerce. It's all about commerce. The very first time that the Office of Immigration took oversight of immigration in 1891 and put it under the Treasury Department was because it wanted to make sure importation of foreigners, importation of aliens, were what? Under contract. Which means that someone inside America was contracting for people outside America to come inside of America to do what to perform labor to work commerce March 3rd 1891 the act that created what the Bureau of Immigration and the Bureau of Immigration got us what the Border Patrol and the Border Patrol is now Integr- uh, Immigration Customs and Service, ICE. So the 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 very federal uh, agency that right now has been cutting concertina wire, the, the federal agency that's been overseeing the mass migration of people into the United States does not have, get this, it does not have constitutional authority to permit foreigners into states. What it does, just like that lady from Massachusetts, she's presuming that she can have illegals in her state and asking you to open up your extra spare bedrooms. That is the presumption She's presuming that she can, uh, she's presuming it is her duty to find open spaces and safe shelters and homes for aliens. That is her presumption. But no one has told her what the law is. So when the Border Patrol, which has been operating in Eagle Pass, Texas, which has been doing what? Allowing people to illegally. Uh, ...cross the Rio Grande... ...and then they do what? Where they process... ...where they process illegal aliens. Why are they processing illegal aliens... ...on sovereign territory of the state of Texas? Because they are treating immigrants... ...as an act of commerce. They're treating it as an act of commerce. So when we look at the purpose... I hope this is making sense. I'm trying to like go slow and not fast. When, when we look at the U.S. Border Patrol, the U.S. Border Patrol has a duty. They're blocking our duty. Oh, yeah? Where does that come from? The original intent. The original legislative intent. And this is why this is matters. Maybe Maybe I haven't told you. Legislative intent. The original legislative intent speaks to the purpose. So, if Congress makes a bill, when it passes, this is now public law. This is now the law for the public, which means this is what the government goes by. Now that you cross this over time, this is what happens. So let's let's say, um, actually, let's, let's let's just make a matrix off the cuff. Let's do an XY uh, XY graph. I can't draw. So XY, right? XY. So this is time, and this is corruption. This is uh, the matrix. This is the matrix of... uh, matrix of legislative corruption. Matrix of legislative corruption. I'm on the fly. Matrix of legislative corruption. Now what you have is you have here the creation of the bill. Boom. Then Let's just say you have the creation of the bill. We'll put this line right there just to give us some status. The greater time you have the more you're coming up in corruption because when this bill starts let's assume that it's a it's let's assume that at the beginning it's there's been no time passage and let's assume it's a constitutional bill which is an argument now this is granting a lot because there could be a lot of things that start out up here which i i absolutely concede that there's a lot of things that whenever they start out in Uh, Passage, they're actually up here because they're really freaking unconstitutional. This is where I think most stuff is because of previous matrixes of legislation, legislative corruptions. But for the purpose of our argument, let's say that the bill starts here at time zero and no corruption, which means it is 100% constitutional. 100% constitutional. So a 100% constitutional bill, if that starts there, the greater the time the more that lawyers and lobbyists and politicians that want to bring home the bacon the more that they'll just start adding to it right so the the bill the bill might go like this and then like after a couple years they're like you know what let's add in some money for a park in my hometown because the speaker Let's say the speaker wants to bring home the bacon. So he adds in a provision. And he says, okay, there. So now you've got a little bit of time and a little bit of corruption. And then over time, this happens. This happens right there. It's just it's just freaking corrupt. To where you have, right here, is the current statute. Oh shoot, I, I'm even off the chart. Right here is the current statute. So right now, the border patrol The Border Patrol is literally doing what? It's occupying, occupying public parks. It's cutting uh, state barriers, which is your uh, concertina wire. It's cutting, so it's, so right now the border patrol is occupying public parks, it's cutting state barriers, and it's processing, which just means, you know, uh, this is a a lawyer word for, uh, you know, tolerance of, of unlawful activity. Processing illegals. If you're here, but you bust them in, you're processing them, which makes it sound to the public eye or the public ear like, okay, they're doing stuff. So it's processing aliens. So the border patrol is occupying public parks, it's cutting state barriers, and it's processing aliens. Did the border patrol have this? Have these duties? Is this the duty? See, if, if this is the duty of the border patrol now, what was the duty of the border patrol here whenever it came out? Well, we know that. It was what? Various acts relative to immigration and the importation of aliens under contracts for the for the agreement or to perform labor. Now, if we went and we read this thing. Right. Uh, What we want to do. Yeah, look at this. Nothing in this act shall be construed to apply or exclude persons convicted of a political offense notwithstanding same political offense may be designated a felony crime, infamous crime, misdemeanor uh, involving moral uh, torpitude by the laws of the land, that's the common law, whence he came or by the court for convicting. Now, I mean, I haven't read this yet, uh, so we're reading. Um, Right, so it's more about... This section shall not apply to states and immigration bureaus of states advertising to inducements they offer for immigration of such states. Which means you. Th- this does not apply if people are trying to attract foreigners to America. This, this section, what's the section? Section three. So uh, it's a violation of act. Uh, of any uh, promise of employment through advertisements printed and published in any foreign country. So, if the state of Texas publishes something in the nation of Spain saying, "Hey, come to Texas, we'll pay you," uh, you you know you can't do that. Um, talks about transportation companies, commerce. Um, uh, Any person who shall bring into land or the United States by vessel or otherwise, who shall aid to bring into the land of the United States by vessel or otherwise, any alien not lawfully entitled to enter shall be deemed guilty of a misdemeanor and shall in conviction, be punished a fine not exceeding $1,000 in imprisonment or a term for not exceeding one year or both the fine of imprisonment. There, there's your original legislative intent. Original legislative intent. If anyone, any person, any person who shall bring into the land by vessel or otherwise... So if you traffic them in, if you drive a car, if you fly them in, if you tunnel them in, if you bring them in, guilty, misdemeanor, right? Um, So there's medical examinations, there's inspection officers. um, Yeah, look, it's the duty of the, uh, A4 said, Officers and agents of such vessel to adopt due precautions to prevent the landing. So you can't even come in. The The very first time in immigration in America, 1891, they wouldn't even let the immigrant on the land. They wouldn't even let them on the land. And right now, you've got what? Right now, you've got... Oh, where'd my mouse go? Come on, mouse. There you go. Right now, you've got... The border patrol that's occupying city parks, cutting state barriers, and processing aliens. But yet the original, what's that? Section 8. Section 8. I can't see. I can't write without putting my hand. Section 8 is not allow on land. They won't even allow you on the land. So when the the, uh, initial legislative intent was here, it's not even allowing on the land. But yet here, you're you're occupying public parks. This is state public parks. You're occupying state public parks, you're cutting state barriers, and you're processing them on land. You see how the, the matrix of legislative corruption, over time, it just gets bastardized? And why is this? Because you've got godless commies over here. These are big corporations, whatever, that are just funneling money. So they funnel money, which is increasing the corruption. And as you increase the corruption, you get this type of stuff right here. The response to this is the fundamental law. Fundamental. The fundamental law. The reason why that's important is that if you don't tell your government what they're doing, if you don't tell them what they're doing wrong, we're not gonna stop. They're just gonna keep going. All right, what do I have that's next? Um, wanted to come here 115 years after. So we looked at Texas shutting them down. Now, what I want to point out there, just real quickly, and you know, I don't want to just miss it, Texas literally just did it. They just did it. Governor Abbott said, go do it. And now they're going to take him to court and they're going to sue him. But notice that what Texas was doing was Texas was saying that it's public welfare. The, the piece of legislation, we covered this in the immigration series, that Texas uh, wrote is called SB4. SB4 is what, um, this, is the, this is the legislation. Creating offenses for illegal entry and re-entry into the state. So this is Texas state legislation. It is now law. It goes into force uh, in March. So it's establishing the offenses of illegal entry and illegal reentry into the state and would allow judges and magistrates to order certain persons to return to the foreign nation from which they entered in lieu of prosecution or adjudication. Texas just wants to boot people out. They don't want to even want to be there. The bill would also establish provisions related to immunity and the indemnification of government officials. So government officials can't get bad uh, or can't have adverse actions happen to them. Employees and contractors for action taken to enforce the bill. So Texas wants illegals out. They want to be able to defend the border. They want to be able to say, don't come in here. And then what I thought was stupid was that they said it's an affirmative defense to prosecution that the federal government had granted the defendant asylum or lawful presence in the United States. This is a hoax because as we covered in the um, immigration series, United States is on paper. United States is not the, gra- is not the map of the United States. So this bill is using bad law that actually undermines the state of Texas sovereignty in Texas. See, the state constitution of Texas is the law of Texas. And so when Texas wants to defend Texas, Texas doesn't have to ask the federal government for permission. Texas can defend its borders. It can deport people because it is sovereign over itself. This is why the United States Constitution, if we look it up, If we look up the U.S. Constitution real fast, the U.S. Constitution in Article 4 talks about the states. It says what? The citizens of each state shall be entitled to the privileges and immunities of the citizens of the several states. This is because if I was in Virginia and Maryland said we don't want no Virginians in Maryland. This is the federal government saying we're going to guarantee, or excuse me, this is the people who created the U.S. Constitution saying we want the federal government to make sure that the people from one state can go to the people of the next state. And that immunity, that privilege, that right is is enshrined. I shouldn't have said privilege. A, A privilege is one that's granted by the government. So this is not granted by the government. This is secured by the Constitution. So this is saying that I can go from Oklahoma to Texas and Texas to Arizona if I wanted to. Um, But this is not to say, remember the Ferrari, this is not to say that the federal government can tell Texas you can't stop foreigners from coming in your state. Because if a Mexican comes into Texas, Texas absolutely has the sovereignty over Texas to kick the foreigner out. But because we don't know what the law is, we just go along with it. But that's why, whenever they pass this legislation right here, they're referring to deferred action for parents of Americans. This is this is just dumb. All this stuff right here is just stupid. This this is it's it's um, <coughs> it's it's a hoax, and that's just because we don't know the law. This is why I I want this is I mean this is why I do what I do. I try to get people back to the fundamental law. I try to get them to see. Um, I try to get them to see what the fundamentals are. Folks, the most important thing that I do is talk about Jesus. Because Jesus is the king. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is God. Saving the nation is important. Learning the fundamental law is critical. But if you don't believe the gospel, you're going to go to hell. I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to go to heaven. Even if I don't like you, I love you. I love you because of what Jesus has done for me. If Jesus saved me while I was his enemy, while I was his, a, a sinner, while I was in rebellion to him, if Christ did that for me, and he did, then I owe it to him to love other people. Because by loving other people, you bring them the gospel message so that they might hear and they might believe and they may obey. The gospel is that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and three days later he rose from the grave. The response to the gospel is to believe and obey. Those two things cannot be separated. There's no such thing as belief if you're not obeying. You can't say Christ you are king and you save me from everything and then you don't do something. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense and it's an insult to the king you believe the gospel by believing it literally happened by believing he is the atonement and he took your spot he took god's wrath while he was on the cross and he physically rose from the grave you respond you obey to the gospel by repenting of your sin you don't want to do what is against your king you don't want to break the law anymore if he won you to eternal salvation why would you work against that Why would you commit yourself to hating Jesus, to warring against him by giving into your flesh and loving the world? So you repent, you turn away from your sin, you think differently. And whenever you do, you continue to do, you continue to repent. You know that Jesus Christ is king and you are baptized in his name so that you enter into his church. And that is his kingdom. His kingdom is the church. The church is the the pillar of truth. The church is the one that's supposed to be evangelizing the world. We are the ones that are supposed to be bringing the gospel to the lost. While we're evangelizing, we are living and obeying and doing things for his glory. This is the due diligence to read what's written and to prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. This is the diligence to make sure that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing as though I'm glorifying him. The Bible says that whether you eat or whether you drink, do all things to the glory of God. This means literally everything you do needs to be for his glory. Every thought that you have needs to be submitted and obeying him. Every, every aspect of your life needs to be going towards Him. Now, in the process, as you walk with Him, as you pray, as you read the Bible, you will improve at that. That's called sanctification. As sanctification is, you are becoming more, uh, more holy. You're becoming more set apart from the rest of the world. And one of the ways you'll know that you're doing good is whenever you've got people who love the world, who hate your guts and saying that you're crazy or you're stupid or you don't make sense. Or they'll even twist it to call you evil. They'll twist it to call you violent. They'll twist it to say that you're doing something wrong. Um, You know, and I may be doing something wrong, but this doesn't mean that what I'm doing is not in service of the Lord. It just means that I'm not perfect. Um, When you read the Bible you're going to have the mind of Christ because that is Jesus talking to you. That is God speaking to you and God wants the Bible to shape your heart so that he shapes your behavior so that you do in this world what he's kept you here for. This is why if you're focused on leaving, you're not focused on obeying. And the focus on obedience is God will take me out when he wants me to. Or God will take me out when he wants me to go. If he wants to strike me dead with a heart attack or a stroke or cancer or whatever, to God be the glory, that's on him. If he wants to keep me here until 105 and die in old age peacefully at night, that's on him. I am not going to willingly take my life. I'm going to willingly give him my life. And whatever he does, and because I'm I'm, by his grace bringing all things back to him, he can reach and do and, and accomplish things that I will never know about. Because he is good and he knows when I speak these words, someone's going to hear them. Someone's going to see what I do. Someone's going to do it. And because God's working through that, God gets the glory and no one can track it. It just happens. Like things just happen because God's awesome. It is it is autonomous, decentralized, pervasive, unstoppable conquest. And you can't track it. The Bible says in John 3, when Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, he says, "...you know that the wind blows, but you don't know where it goes, or you don't know where it comes from, and you don't know where it goes to. The same is with the Spirit." You don't know where he's moving. You don't know how he's going to be working. You don't know he's going to work with this guy who can do plumbing, who preaches the gospel while he's fixing a leaky toilet. You don't know that the, the person who's laid up in the bed in the hospital is praying fervently and God hears those prayers and says "I'm uh, you know, thank you for praying them. I'm now going to move and respond to your prayer by pricking the heart of, of your grandkid because your grandkid hates me and he's fallen away like you don't know how he's going to work and so the response is don't try to figure out how he's going to work just do what he says which i think is awesome folks tonight there is the opportunity to speak to my wife and me about the PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren option, you can register meow at nowgotowar.com. The Zoom call tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time is where we will talk about all sorts of different products. We'll answer questions. It'll be a good back and forth. Everything's on the table. Uh, and with that, there's the opportunity for you guys to learn. And if you want to support, that's a God bless. Uh, that's a blessing to me and my family. But it's also the ability for you to start to learn differently about how to use your dollars as bullets in the economic war. Deprive the deep state globalists of their of their dollars. Shift it over to American manufacturing. Get household products delivered right to your door. That's at PatriotSwitch.com slash Or if you want to go to the Zoom call tonight, that link is in the description below. It's NowGoToWar.com. God bless you, Lord willing. We'll be back on Monday, I believe. Probably, we'll see. <laughs> Until then, I'm Jaron. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.